Praise God. Amen. Genesis chapter 41. Let's get into the Word of God today. Genesis chapter 41 verse 8. Praise God. Genesis 41 verses 8 through to 16. In fact, we're going to start in verse 12, but I'm going to paraphrase a, a few verses before verse 12. Genesis chapter 41 verse 8 through to 16. All the scriptures are on the screen. But Joseph, the account of Joseph in the Bible, the story of Joseph is an incredible, incredible account in which we can relate to in so many ways. But we pick up the story in Genesis chapter 41 and in verse 8, we, we read that Pharaoh was troubled. Everyone say he was troubled because he had a dream. The dream troubled him and he wanted to get the dream interpreted. Nobody could interpret the dream for him. And so he spoke to his butler and the butler couldn't help interpret the dream. And so he became so frustrated that his servants couldn't help him with the dream that he had dreamed. One of the butlers said, but Pharaoh, we met a guy. Everyone say, we met a guy. A Hebrew guy, we met him in prison. <laughs> now, if anybody tries to help you with somebody they met in prison, you might just be a little bit hesitant. I know a guy, I met him in prison, he can help you. They said, Pharaoh, we met a guy in prison and he interpreted our dreams. We believe that God uses him and he can interpret your dreams. And so verse 12 says, and there was, a, and there was with us a young man in Hebrew, a servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him our dreams and he interpreted to us our dreams. To each man according to his dream did he interpret. So we met a guy. Verse 14 says, And so Pharaoh called and sent for Joseph. They said, Joe, come on up here. Pharaoh's calling you. He wants you to come and interpret the dream. And so Pharaoh said, send him up. And they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. Look at this. There was a change. He was in the prison. Now he's coming out of the prison. The Bible says that he shaved himself, changed his clothes, and he came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I've dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret. And I have heard say of thee that you can understand a dream and you can interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. I want to speak tonight on this title, Seasons and Garments. Seasons and garments. Can you say those words? Seasons and garments. Lord God, as we turn to your word, Lord God, speak to us through your word. Lord God, only your word is able to pierce deep into our lives and even God to speak to the dark and hidden places in our life. Lord God, let your word do a work. and We'll be sure to give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. amen. You may be seated. Seasons and garments there are a lot of metaphors in the Bible you may say well what is a metaphor a metaphor is something common a common object and it's used to illustrate something abstract or something less familiar and so for instance there's there's the metaphor of salt 
The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. And in using the word salt, Jesus is telling them about the effect that we are to have on the world. He uses the metaphor of salt. Something is common to explain or to illustrate something more abstract than something less familiar. A less familiar idea or concept, they use a metaphor. And then there is the metaphor of the shepherd. Jesus is referred to as a a shepherd. We read in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd. And so the metaphor of a shepherd is used to describe our relationship with Jesus, the shepherd. We also read other metaphors like the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. That's a metaphor explaining to us the coming of the Lord Jesus in that last day. There are so many metaphors I could go on and on and on. And maybe I should do a Bible study on the metaphors in the Bible. But we read that Jesus is the bread of life. We read that he is the light of the world. But there are also other metaphors. The metaphor of seasons and the metaphor of garments. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we read this often, especially at funerals. It says, to everything there is a season. There it is, that metaphor. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant. Seasons change and a time to pluck up. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. Seasons To everything in life, there is a season, a season to weep, a season to laugh, a season to mourn, a time to dance. And we all know too well that life is full of seasons. Seasons. The seasons of life. One man once said, and I think it accurately summarizes life, life is about learning, earning, and returning. You, you learn a lot in your younger years and then you get to impart to other people and teach other people learning, earning. You're building up your future, your superannuation. You're building up your, um, your, your wealth, I guess, to be able to uh, provide for yourself, learning, earning. And then you reach the final season of life, which is very important, which is the season of returning. Learning, earning and returning for everything in life. There is a season, a good times, everyone say good times, and everybody say bad times. There's times of gathering and there's times of losing and there's times to hold and there's times to let go. These are the seasons of life. When there's a change in season, and we, we're, we're blessed in Canberra, we have four seasons, four proper seasons. Some of the ladies around church, I heard them talking about season, seasons. They said they love the Canberra seasons because you get to wear four different fashions. You know, We have a proper winter and a proper summer, a proper spring and a proper autumn and these seasons. But when there's a change of season, I know that my t-shirts, when we go to winter, the t-shirts go to the back of the cupboard and the long sleeve jumpers come out to the front of the cupboard. In summer, I couldn't find my big jackets, but in winter, the jackets are always there because when there's a change of season, there's a change of garments. The garments for the previous season are left, and then we put on a new garment for the new season. That is in the natural realm. But the same is in the spiritual realm as well. 
Because in the spiritual realm, there are seasons and we, we are to put away the garments of the past season and we are to put on the garments of the new season. Garments and seasons. Garments, there is a theme throughout the whole of Scripture about garments. We read in very, the very first mention of garments was with Adam and Eve and the garment represented their standing before God. When Adam and Eve sinned, God, they tried to clothe themselves in a garment they thought would be su sufficient. Fig leaves. But God said, that's the wrong garment. He said, you gotta, there has to be, if, you, if you're sinned and if there's going to be restoration, there has to be the shedding of blood. And so God clothed them with garments of skin. From the very beginning, we see that this, this garment talks about one standing before God. Clothing was symbolic of a new season. Clothing was symbolic of restoration. It was symbolic with Adam and Eve of restoration and their right standing with God. In Genesis 35, and I'll quickly go through these accounts, Jacob instructed his household to put on clean clothing before they go and make covenant with God. We read in the book of Exodus, when the, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, after the children of Israel, they came, they exodus out of, out of Egypt, and we find that clo their clothing was cleansed before they once again made covenant with God. We read about the garments that the priests wore. There's so much detail about the, the garments that the priests wore. And then in Matthew 22, we read about the wedding garment. There was a man who went into the feast and he didn't have a wedding garment on. The Bible says he didn't have the right garment. He was put, he was put in outer darkness. Once again, the garment speaks of right standing with God. Then with Ruth, in Ruth chapter 3, but with Ruth and Boaz, when Ruth was getting married to Boaz, Naomi told her, she said, wash yourself, anoint yourself, and go and put on your best garment and go to the threshing floor to find Boaz. And so she was getting ready to change seasons. There is, there is Ruth, uh, she is a widow. That was a terrible season to be in as a, a widow, but now she's getting ready to marry Boaz. And her mom says to her, Naomi says, no, you got to take off the widow's clothes because you're getting ready to go into a new season. You're getting ready to go into a new beginning. You're ready to get married. You're leaving the old season behind. Take off the widow's garment and put on a new garment. And of course, when we are baptized, when we are born again, the Bible also talks about garments. Paul talks about baptism as putting on a garment. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27. It says when we are baptized, we put on Christ. And then the book of Revelation is full of these garment metaphors. In fact, Revelation chapter 7 speaks about our robes. When we make it to the other side, it speaks about our robes being washed and made white in the blood of the Lamb. Our robes are made clean. Jesus used the garment, and I used the illustration, the, the scripture last week that Jesus used the garment. He said, no man takes a, a, an old garment and puts a new piece on an old garment. No man takes a new garment and puts an old piece on the new garment. Jesus talking about how our life is changed. Don't try to take new stuff and sew it, and sew it with old stuff. Don't try. You, Jesus said, I'm not just here to patch up your life. I'm here to give you a completely new garment. 
right before the cross, the pinnacle of Jesus' ministry, the Bible says all power had been delivered into his hands. The Bible says he got up and he laid aside his priestly garments and he girded himself with a towel. He was getting ready to change seasons. I want to tell somebody today that there are seasons in life. Not all seasons are good seasons. Not all seasons are spring. Not all seasons are summer. But sometimes there are winter seasons in life. I want to tell somebody today, yes, life is full of seasons. But God promised. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be faithful in the summer, in the winter, in the autumn and the spring. Changing seasons. Faithful God. (laughs) There is a new garment for your new season. I read this last week as well. I get kind of like part two of last week. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And we know we got a testimony. We've been through things in the past and we know from experience and we know that even the bad seasons and the good seasons, even the good things and the bad things in life, they can all work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And after you've been through it all, you can say, you know what? I got a testimony. God is faithful. I'm not telling you that those seasons were easy, but what I am telling you, God never left me. God was always by my side. And this is where spiritual maturity comes in. Because spiritually mature saints, they know what it's like to face doubt. You say, well, how can a mature saint even have doubt? Yeah, there are some things, even a man in the Bible says, he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. There are some things that we don't understand. We may even struggle with doubt. But mature saints know what it's like to face doubt, to face fatigue, to face questions and say, you know what? I may have questions and I may even feel like sometimes unbelief is creeping into my life. But mature saints know what it is to keep the faith and to know that all things will work together for good. God is working things out. You see, we are the clay. He is the potter. We are the clay. He is the potter. God doesn't make junk. He's got a purpose in everything that he does. You see, don't let anything take you out of the hands of the potter. Listen to me today, church. Don't let circumstances take you out of the hands of the potter. Don't let your questions keep you out of the hands of the potter. Don't let bitterness keep you out of, your, of the hands of the potter. Don't let hardship keep you out of the hands of the potter. Don't let hurt keep you out of the hands of the potter. Whatever season you're in in life, stay in God's hands. I'm talking about seasons and garments. The story of Joseph we see, and if you've ever seen Joseph and his dream coat and all those sort of things, but it's a great, great account to read. You can read it in Genesis from Genesis 37 to Genesis 50. And we see all these incidents, these events that happened to Joseph. And if you read the account of Joseph, it's, you see this garment popping up all the time. 
He's either given a garment or he's stripped of a garment. There's this garment theme all through Joseph's life. In fact, when he is first born, he is given the garment of favor. The Bible says that his father gave him a, a, a multicolored coat, a coat of many colors. This is one of the most famous garments the Bible records, Joseph's coat of many colors. His doting father loved Joseph. He gave him that coat and, it, and here it is. This is the garment of favor. As he's born, his father gives him a garment of favor. We see this clothing, this garment thing through Joseph's life. Joseph is the product of a succession of divine providence. Here he is, the great grandson of Abraham. Abraham was the friend of God, the father of the faithful. And he is the grandson of Isaac. And Isaac was the son of promise. He was the son of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, which means power with God. And here he is the product of a succession of divine providence. And he is given this coat of many colours, which speaks of favour. It's meticulously designed. It's carefully prepared for Joseph. It's a symbol of favour. Joseph begins, he wears that coat. He has dreams, God-given dreams. And in the dreams, (laughs) Joseph is the star of the show. Joseph is the one. I mean, he's wearing the coat of favour. Now he's having dreams that his brothers and his family are going to bow down to him. And he told those dreams, silly enough. He told those dreams to his brothers. Hey, bro, guys, you know, I I know you don't really like me, but one day you're going to bow down to me. And they didn't like that idea. You see, when God blesses you, there will be people that hate you. Let me say that again. When God blesses you, there will be people that hate you. There will be people that will envy the favor of God that's on your life. And so those jealous brothers, they strip him of the coat. He's given the coat. Now he's going into a new season and now he is stripped of the coat. They sell him into slavery. That's what the new season is, slavery. And they, and they go and they take that bloody coat and they throw it in dad's lap and they say, we don't know what happened, but here's, a, here's Joe's coat with blood all over it. Jacob had perfect faith in a lie. You can have perfect faith in a lie. Joseph, J- Jacob replied, he said, you know what? Joseph is without doubt dead. What's the definition of faith? Without doubt. He had perfect faith in a lie. And so there he is. He's been stripped of the coat and, 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 and it's a change of season. And even though seasons change, God doesn't change. He is a covenant keeping God. He said, lo, I am with you always. You see, he, he, here he is. I, I know you love that coat of many colors, Joseph. I know you enjoyed the favor from dad. I I know the memories of being at home with dad and and the good times and the coat of many colors. But Joseph, that season is passing. The season is changing. There's a new season coming and a new garment. (laughs) What do you do? Let God lead you. Trust God. He is the one 
who is in charge. And we know that all things work together for good. I don't know what season you're in today, but don't just be filled with the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Let God lead you through every season of life. Let Him lead you through the dark, cold winter seasons. Let Him lead you through the spring times of life because the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And if those steps are going to take you through a hard season, let me tell you, they're ordered by God. And He will not leave you comfortless. He will come to you. Oh, God may be silent, but He's never absent. I don't know where the new garment is coming from, but, but God, I know God's going to dress me for this new season. He's going to prepare me for this new season. You read the story of Joseph, each time the season changed, we read the words, but the Lord was with Joseph. Genesis 39 verse 2, you can read it. The season changed and the first words are, and the Lord was with Joseph. And so what's the new season? Now he's in Potiphar's house. He's sold into slavery. He finds himself not with a garment of favor, but with a garment of slavery. He's lost, lost his favoritism. He's lost the garment of favor. But God was still with him. Listen to me today. Just because he was stripped of a beautiful season doesn't mean he won't blossom in the next season. Just because you may have been stripped of a garment in one season doesn't mean you won't blossom in the next season. And so he goes to Potiphar's house and Potiphar trusted Joseph with everything. Joseph worked in Potiphar's house and the Lord was with him. The Bible says, and even in Potiphar's house, he blossoms. He was a prosperous man. And the Bible says in Genesis 39 verse 3, and the Lord made all that Joseph did to prosper. It wasn't a good time in that Potiphar's house being a slave, but everything he did blossomed and prospered. Even as a slave, God was with Joseph. You know, Joseph is there in, as a slave in Potiphar's house and after all the, the PTSD is suffering from what his brothers did to him, he says, I know that this isn't the dream, the dream, but I'm still going to be faithful to God. I know it's not the dream, but it, it's certainly better than the pit. It's certainly better, better than what my brothers intended to do to me, to kill me. It's not nice. But even in the prison house, I can see God at work. And, and, and Joseph said, I'm going to make the best out of a bad situation. And the only way I know how to do that is to be faithful to God. And if whatever situation you're going through, you can make good out of it if you remain faithful to God. Just because a garment was stripped of you in the previous season doesn't mean you can't blossom in the next season. Oh, stop looking at just one set of realities, brothers and sisters. There are two realities. There are the trials and the difficulties that you can see right with your eyes in the reality. But God is behind the scenes remembering that He is using those trials, even using those things that are hard as the raw materials to move us to our destiny. For all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. There are two, there's not just one set of realities. For we walk by faith, not by sight. One reality is what you can see. The other reality is what God is doing and the faith that we have. I'm talking about seasons and garments. And so he's in Potiphar's house. It's a new season. 
He's wearing the, the, the garment of a servant. And it's not long that that's, that garment is again stripped from him. When Potiphar's wife, she says, lie with me in Genesis 39 verse 12. Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and he got out of there. Let me tell you, that's a great thing to do if you ever feel tempted or if anybody ever makes any sexual advances to you and they're not your husband and your wife. What do you do? One word, run. Joe did that. Good thing he did. So the garment is stripped again. What do I do? Trust God. You're transitioning to a new season. So he ends up in prison. Oh, pastor, I thought, you know, we're meant to have a good ending. He ends up in prison this time. He's no longer wearing the the garment of favour. He's no longer wearing the garment of a a servant in Potiphar's house. Now he's wearing prison clothes. I don't know if they were prison greens, but he was wearing prison clothes. And he's there and God begins to bless him even in the prison house. He rises. He takes charge of everything in the prison. And the Bible says that even in the prison, God was with Joseph and whatever he did in that prison season, it prospered. He begins to serve others. He remained faithful even in the prison. That's a word for us. You know, don't throw tantrums with God when the season changes. Just remain faithful to him. Yeah, he he got big enough shoulders to hear your questions. You can ask questions. You can ask God why, but never allow yourself to have a questioning spirit, to question God in that bad attitude sort of way. He's serving others. His dream is fulfilled when he's serving others. And so here he is. Joseph is brought before Pharaoh. And they say, you know what? We know somebody who can interpret dreams, Pharaoh. And he's like, well, that's exactly who I need. They said, well, go get him. He's in the prison. Pharaoh said, go bring him up. He's getting ready to change seasons again. Everybody say seasons. Are you still awake this morning? Everybody say seasons. And Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and he brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And Joseph shaved himself. And changed his raiment. All through every season, he gets a coat, he loses a coat. He gets a coat, he loses a coat. He gets a coat, he loses a coat. And he goes up and the Bible says in Genesis 41 verse 42, and here it is. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and he put it on Joseph's hand. That's the ring. What about the clothes, pastor? Oh, here it is. And arrayed him. In vestures of fine linen. It's a new season. Now he's got new garments. And he put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. He transitions from the pit and he goes to Potiphar's house where he's wearing a servant's garment. Then he is stripped of that garment by Potiphar's wife and he ends up in prison. Now he's wearing a prison garment and now he loses that one. But now the dream is being fulfilled and he is arrayed in fine linen. I want to tell you, all things are going to work together for good. If you remain faithful to God, God is with us even in every season. And God, He is with us in every season. Don't hold on to your old garments that you wish you you still had. Trust God. 
Oh, I know you're upset, Joseph, what your brothers took your coat. I know you're upset, Potiphar's wife, what she did to you. She took your coat as well. Don't wallow in your misery. Otherwise, Joseph, if you wallow in your misery, you're going to miss the open door. Trust God. Be faithful in every season of life. Here he is receiving and losing garments as he goes through the seasons of life. But God was with him all the way, brothers and sisters, and the dream never died. If you will be faithful to God, there is a robe of white waiting for us at the end of this journey of life through every season. If I would just stay faithful to God, I'm going to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I will receive that white raiment that he's promised to me. I'm telling you today, trust in God. Even while he was a prisoner, he was a prisoner in the land of fulfillment. He was a prisoner in the same land that the dream was going to be fulfilled. You see, you've got to trust God. We, we, we walk by faith, not by sight. Do you mind if I use you? Can, I, can you come up here with me for a second? Sometimes we like to think that God's just going to, he's going to walk beside us and say, okay, watch out, coming up here, there's going to be a bump. Whoop. Down here, there's going to be a valley. And we're going to turn here. We like to know, we're going to walk with God. We want to see what he sees. He says, no, that's not how I work because we walk by faith, not by sight. And so what we're going to do is that's your destiny over there. You just keep looking at me. I'm, I'm God. You're me, all right? And God backs us into our destiny. Walk backwards. Just keep your eyes on me. Trust me. I know you don't know what next, the next season is. It may be tough. It may be easy. But God backs us into our destiny. Keep your eye. Thank you so much. You did a good job. Give me five. Proper five. Yeah. Trust God in every season. What can you do? Yeah, you can throw a pity party. You can suck your thumb and think, poor me. Or you can trust God and he will see you through whatever you're going through. If the musicians could come. Joseph is at the end wearing his vesture of fine linen at the end of the story. And I know that God will use you just like he used Joseph if you will remain faithful. Brothers and sisters today, I don't know what season you're in today. And I don't know what garment you're wearing right now. I don't know what life holds for you. It may be a garment of many colors. It may be a season of favor and rejoicing and all the good things are happening. But maybe things are getting ready to change and that garment is getting to be ripped off you or stripped off you. Maybe it's a servant's garment. Maybe you feel like you're stuck in a, in a prison house and you're wearing prison clothes. I've got three words for you. Trust God, remain faithful and keep living righteously. For the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. We get to Revelation 19 verse 8. Let us be glad and rejoice. And let us give honour to Him. For the time has come 
for the wedding feast of the Lamb. And his bride hath prepared herself or made herself ready. His bride is the church. This is speaking of the day Jesus comes back for his bride, the church. Let us rejoice and be glad. Jesus is coming. The wedding feast of the Lamb is ready. The bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear. For the fine linen, the fine linen, everyone say the fine linen, represents the righteousness of God's holy people. Trust God, remain faithful, and live righteously. You see, garments, a metaphor you read all through the Scriptures. Seasons are a metaphor you read all through the Scriptures. The very fabric of these metaphorical protective garments is, here it is, the fabric, what makes up every garment in every season is if we would just be obedient and faithful to God, He will clothe us with that white linen. And as I finish, Isaiah 61 verse 3, whatever you're going through, there's always one garment you keep on. And it's called the garment of praise for the Spirit of heaviness. To appoint unto them that mourn. Everyone say them that mourn. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He might be glorified. You see, if you remain faithful to God, if you live righteously, if you trust God, keep praising Him no matter what, because praise doesn't depend on your circumstances. Praise is about who God is, and He doesn't change. And so God doesn't have bad days like us. He's still worthy of the praise in spite of what happened during the week, in spite of what happened before you came here today. If you wear the garment of praise through the pit, through the palace, through the prison, God will clothe you with that white garment. He will wash you in the blood of the Lamb and you will sing a new song. I'm talking about garments and seasons, brothers and sisters. I don't know what season you're in, but I do know what to do. Trust God. Remain faithful to God. Remain. Keep living that righteous life. Keep putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's going on in my life, but I'm going to praise God. Let's all stand in this place right now. Let's lift our hands right now. Oh, yes. The seasons and the garments of life. Whatever season you're in, keep on the garment of praise. Oh, yes. I'm looking to that garment of white. I'm looking to that fine linen that we're going to get when we get to heaven. But between now and there, I'm going to remain faithful to God. Let's lift our hands and just receive this word today. Let's surrender to God. Oh, yes, Jesus. Even when I can't see it, you're working. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to keep walking that walk of righteousness. And as I do, God, you're going to order my steps. Even my stops, you're going to order as well, God. I'm going to live righteously. Just dwell on that word right now. Just let God speak to your heart. I told you today that God's going to heal today. 
broken hearts. You've, you've had the diagnosis and through the word of God, you've been given the remedy. Remain faithful to God. Trust God. Live righteously. Through every season, God will not forsake you. Give him your hurt today. I know you want that old garment back, but God's getting ready to move you through another season. You can't go into the new season while you're still holding that old garment. Let God do a new thing in your life today. Let's worship God today. Oh, there's a deep move of God in this place today. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We make